We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Thrilled to be with you today, filling in for Walker Wildman. And if you would like to be a part of the conversation, we're going to get to your calls a little bit later in the programming. But take the number down. It's 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. If you're curious, who is this Rick Green guy filling in for Walker? You can visit PatriotAcademy.com. PatriotAcademy.com. Dot com. That's my home website where we do all of our constitution training, youth leadership training, biblical citizenship training, all of those things to equip and inspire citizens to preserve liberty, to fight for liberty, and to pass it on to the next generation. That's what we're about at Patriot Academy. So learn more there today at patriotacademy.com. So much to cover. Man, it's been a big week this last week. So many things happening from the Supreme Court hearing over the vaccine mandates. That happened on Friday. It was four hours of an absolute train wreck. I'll probably uh, chat a little bit about that, maybe a lot about that, maybe take up the whole hour on that if I get going. But at any rate, we'll certainly talk a little bit about that. Uh, Also, uh, it was uh, really interesting to see the, um, you know, I don't even know the the nice way to say this, but the, the, the kind of show trial atmosphere on Thursday on January 6th to try to create an image of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th that is patently false. Uh, I mean, there's no question some bad things happened, but the way that they are exaggerating this, blaming uh, certain people uh, and, and, and literally trying to equate it, this is so disgraceful equating it to 9-11, where nearly 3,000 Americans lost their lives, and Pearl Harbor, 2,300, I think is the number, uh, uh, the first day there. I mean, I've interviewed some of these World War II veterans that were at Pearl Harbor, that that literally fought their way through fire and lost most of the men that they served with. Uh, it was It was horrific. And so far beyond uh, what happened on January 6th, it is just embarrassing for our country and for the president and vice president to compare those um, and, and to frankly to lie to the American people in that way. So I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of that as well. But let me, I guess, start with my um, number one premise for today's program, and that is that the less freedom of speech you have, the more likely you will believe the lies and those lies will become truth. And I'm just going to give you two examples of that. The first one is kind of comical. I can't help but laugh when I read this story. So in North Korea, they are teaching everyone that Kim Jong-il, now he's the daddy, all right? He's been gone a while. Kim Jong-un is the current dictator in in North Korea, but that supposedly his daddy invented, get this, the burrito. <laughs> All right, look, I'm a, I'm a Texan. You know, I like my Tex-Mex. I, I, I love Mexican food. I love burritos. How in the world did they come up with this idea that Kim Jong-il invented the burrito? Uh, anyway, it's comical, but, but if you say it over and over and over again, it's the only story that kids hear, of course they're going to believe it. So that will become truth for the people 
that only get one side of the story. Now, that one's funny. It doesn't really matter much, right? But now take that same idea, and if you don't allow the opposition to counter your narrative, if you don't allow for free and robust and sometimes spirited debate, then any line, any any uh, proposal or narrative becomes truth regardless of how factual it is. And, and the one that has become incredibly deadly in America is to say things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine don't work against COVID. Now, if, if only one side gets to say that and the other side doesn't get to pre- present data and studies, and now we're over 100 studies showing the opposite to be true, that they do actually work incredibly well. Um, if you don't allow the other side to counter that lie, it becomes truth. And does it matter? Oh, yeah, it matters. In fact, some of the best experts on the planet, I'm talking about people like Dr. Peter McCullough, 600 peer-reviewed studies published, uh, the most published man in history on his uh, expertise, um, men like Dr. Robert Malone, who who helped invent the MNRA uh, mRNA technology and and actually is, is is one of the best experts on vaccines and creating vaccines and research on these things for years. Anything but an anti-vaxxer. I mean, the exact opposite of that. And they they, they are saying, and I'm not not a doctor, so I'm just you know I'm just uh you know just a just a talk show host. I'm just repeating here. Um, but they are saying that five hundred thousand Americans died that would have lived if that lie had not been told. Let that sink in for a minute. We we are letting the scare tactics of everybody's going to die from COVID allow us to shut down our society and destroy lives and, and prevent people from being able to hug each other and elderly couples not getting to spend their last few months together. I mean, evil, evil stuff that has happened over the scare tactics that everybody's going to die from COVID. When in fact, at the end of the day, I believe that once all the truth comes out, someday when somebody's finally allowed to see all the data and finally speak on all the data, there it will turn out that more people died at the hands of the government preventing truth and debate and robust discussions than died as a result of a virus that could not supposedly be treated. It is evil, evil stuff, folks, but that's what happens when you don't have freedom of speech. So let me just play this out, okay? If if we go back to March of 2020, and, and we have um, the same freedom of speech that we had for most of this nation's history, and, and, and we keep that freedom of speech and debate and, and, and a respect for that, actually a love of that. I mean, I like it when people that don't believe like me have a chance to discuss our disagreements with each other. When when I get to hear why they think what they think, and either they bring something to the table that I didn't think of before, or they point out a fallacy in my argument, or they show me some data that counter, uh, you know, is a counter to to my data. I, I appreciate that. It helps me make sure that I'm accurate. Because guess what? I'm not perfect. <laughs> And neither are you, and neither is Anthony Fauci or Joe Biden or anyone else out there. Uh, And and so it it helps me get better. It helps me be more accurate whenever the opposition is allowed to speak freely and give me, you know, uh, to, to coin an 80s rock song, hit me with their best shot, right? If they can hit me with their best shot, then I have to get better and I have to be prepared and I have to learn and I have to, um, 
you know, uh, uh, improve my arguments and improve my position. That's what free speech does. That's what debates do. That's why representative government works. That's why having a, a, a house chamber where you have a free, um, you know, robust discussion about the uh, about what's going on or what the bill is or whatever it might be. That's why that produces better results in society. And so for the scientific community, that has been critical um, anytime you're going to introduce certainly new technology into healthcare, it has been critical that you have that robust debate and you have peer-reviewed studies, meaning that you put your concept and your research out there and your peers get to take shots at it. They get to hit you with their best shot and they get to poke holes in whatever your arguments are. And then you have to go fill those holes. <clears throat> all of that, all that process makes sure that we're not making a massive cataclysmic mistake by having just one side present their proposal or their narrative and not be able uh, to allow anyone else to refute that. And so if you go back to March 2020 and we enter COVID with that concept, I, we're out of COVID in six months. Uh, there, there's no lockdowns anywhere. Uh, or maybe there are for a couple of weeks, maybe even a month or so, but quickly because the data is allowed to be discussed, the truth is able to come out. We figure out, as Ron DeSantis did very quickly in Florida, this isn't working. It's not helping. It's only hurting. And everybody would have figured that out. But instead, we lied. We, the government, lied about lockdowns, lied about social distancing, this six-foot thing that they just came up with out of thin air with no scientific reason for it, lied about masks, lied about um, uh, iver ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and treatments and ventilators and all of these things. And if you disagreed, if you even questioned, if you just said, how did you come to that conclusion? How did you get that? Where did that data come from? What makes you think that would work? Show me how. If you dared to do that in March and April and May and June and July of 2020, you were banned from the conversation. You were kicked off Twitter, Facebook, whatever the social media outlet would be. The, the Fauci would come on and, and 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 call you all kinds of things. And now we know, based on the emails, that 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 Fauci and these others behind the scenes literally plotted to discredit and destroy some of the greatest minds in the world, from Harvard and Stanford and Oxford, that did the Barrington Declaration that said this is that we're going about this all wrong. We're missing so many of these things. They literally plotted to destroy those people and destroy their reputations because it went against the narrative. And so without free speech and without that exchange of ideas and that challenging of each other, we shut the world down and we cost hundreds of thousands of lives that could have been saved by the treatments that could have been saved. Um, and at the very least, even for those that were going to die of COVID, no matter the treatment or the vaccine or anything else, because they had, three or four comorbidities and, and, and it ravaged their bodies with those comorbidities, those that were going to die, uh, just like those who will die from the flu in future years, just as they have in the past. And that's usually tens of thousands, uh, 60,000 in, in 2018, even as recent as 2018. Uh, th those things happen. That is life. And, and instead of those things happening and people being able to spend time with their family in those final days and and be able to be loved by their loved ones and be able to have a funeral where everybody's able to come and celebrate your life and and and, and be together and none of, I mean think of all the families that did not get those moments and did not get those those opportunities because of the lies lies have a huge cost 
And when we're not allowed to have free speech, the deception and the lies become truth. That's what's happened in the world over the last year and a half now, almost two years. But thankfully, thankfully, we are finally breaking through with the truth. <laughs> it's 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 almost it's unbelievable. A guy like Joe Rogan is being used as as the as frankly the loudest truth teller in America right now. You know, I, I'm glad Joe Rogan moved to Texas. I'm a I'm a UFC fan, so I I I've, I've watched Joe, uh, you know, in, in uh, commentating on on the fights and and uh, you know he, he he's uh, he's an interesting guy and he's incredibly talented and probably the best sportscaster of of my lifetime. But who would have thought that a sportscaster and a, and a podcaster who does all kinds of crazy things, who is not a faith based guy like us, would be the one that God would use to have a voice that would wake up the American people, that would that would be able to broadcast on Spotify and not be canceled and be able to have these interviews with Dr. Malone and and, and uh, Dr. McCullough and others, that his own experience with COVID and using ivermectin to get over it in just a couple of days would be lambasted by the media and it actually open up the door for a lot of these conversations. It's so Interesting how God works. It's so it's just cool to watch, actually, to see how he maneuvers these things. And uh, and so the good news is that freedom of speech is coming back and the American people are pushing back against the cancel culture that prevented it from happening. But I guarantee you, those who want to control are digging in. The last thing they want is freedom of speech. But I, I want to encourage you to be a champion of freedom of speech and understand this idea that where you have less freedom of speech, you will have more of the lies and deceptions become truth. And whether it's a burrito in North Korea and who gets the credit for inventing it, or it's something as important as ivermectin and all of these other treatments that saved so many lives. Um, and by lying about it, so many lives were actually lost from both ends of those spectrum, both ends of those uh, of the spectrum on those things. The thing to remember is, Freedom of speech is vitally important if you want truth to prevail. And that's why we must fight for our Constitution. We got to teach our Constitution. We got to defend it. We got to elect people that understand the Constitution and will fight for the Constitution. That's why it's so incredibly important as a believer to understand the laws under which you live and be a biblical citizen. That means know what the Bible says about these things and know what your Constitution and your country says about these things. Quick break. AFA at the core today. Put your call in at 888-589-8840. We'll be right back. The borrower is the slave of the lender. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Newly published information from LifeWay Research shows 77% of self-identified Christians in dozens of states think it's a sin to lend money to someone who can't afford to pay it back. Still, few say payday loans are immoral, and one in six Christians has admitted to taking out a high-interest payday loan. The federal government's Consumer Financial Protection Bureau says the typical two-week payday loan charges the equivalent of a 400% interest rate. These sharks prey on the poor, elderly, and most vulnerable in society. Sound the alarm and make sure your family, church, and neighborhood steer clear of this vermin. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. What does your girl dream of? Perhaps it's singing on the stage of Carnegie Hall or penning historic legislation for generations to live by. No matter the dream, she must set goals to get there. It can be easy to fall into the trap of just letting God, just letting God provide financial health without ever creating a budget. Just letting God bring peace to your community without ever lending a helping hand. God is capable of great and mighty works, yes, but as believers, it's up to us to be His hands and feet in our world. Next time your girl expresses a dream, pray over it. Show her how to set goals, big and small, to make her dreams a reality. If it's God's will, He will bless and ordain her hard work. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Hi, I'm JJ Jasper. This is Sanctity of Life Month, and we're honoring the pre-born and the 63 million babies whose lives have been tragically ended through abortion since Roe versus Wade. The Ministry of Preborn is the direct competition to Planned Parenthood and the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country. By equipping pregnancy centers with free ultrasounds, Preborn meets abortion-minded women in their darkest hour and shines the light of Jesus. 80% of women in crisis choose life after meeting their baby on ultrasound. Would you join with Preborn and American Family Radio today and help rescue 3,000 babies' lives? One ultrasound session costs $28 and $140 will sponsor five ultrasounds. Call now at 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Or donate online at AFR.net. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green filling in for Walker Wildman today. I'm America's Constitution coach, former state legislator out of Texas, and founder of Patriot Academy. Check it out at patriotacademy.com if you'd like to walk through the Constitution. Uh, we've got all kinds of courses available to you for free, and it's actually fun. Believe it or not, you'll stay awake. I, I, I always joke about this, but there's some good Constitution classes out there. This is the only one you'll actually not sleep in. All right, you'll stay awake through the whole thing. You'll enjoy it. We have a lot of fun. We we take you to all kinds of historical sites. Our, our my my boys and uh, and comedian Brad Stein march with the Minute Minute Lexington, and we go to the Alamo and all kinds of cool stuff. So anyway, we we make it fun to learn. So go to PatriotAcademy.com. And check that out today. If you'd like to join the conversation, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Uh, one other quick thought before we go to the phone lines. I, I couldn't help but chuckle as I read uh, Secretary Mayorkas' uh, uh, own view of himself and how he's done at the border. So, so as we all know, the border is a complete disaster. Almost 2 million um, came across I- illegally, literally waltzed into the country uh, last year in the first you know, 11 months of uh, Joe Biden's presidency as he opened the border to the world. And uh, the worst part of that is that there were another 600,000 what we call getaways. That means we don't know who they are and they got away. That means they crossed the border illegally and went into America. And now where, who, who, where are they? We, who are they? We don't know. We, we know that only about, you know, 28% of the ones we actually caught uh, were actually from Mexico. So they're other, what we call other than, so they came from all over. That means when Iran, when Iran 
threatens America and says, just wait, we're going to attack you within your country. When the mullahs over there are saying, we're going to get revenge. Um, gee, I wonder how many of those 600,000 just might be why the mullahs can make that promise. Uh, folks, it's insane what the president has allowed to happen. But, you know, the the person that's supposed to be, I mean, of course, they say Kamala Harris is the czar in, uh, on this and is going to take care of things and and make sure that uh, we, we, we fix this situation. But she hasn't even, you know, uh, been down there but one time and didn't even really go to the the bad parts where, where things are happening. Um, but, you know, so, so, you know, secretary Marcus is, is supposed to be the one really in charge of this and, and paying attention to this and the border patrol, you know, they work for him. I mean, essentially as, as secretary. And so, uh, here's the funny part though. So, so, so the department of Homeland security secretary says that he has done, he was asked by, by a member of Congress to grade himself basically and, and say how he's done, um, as, as, uh, you know, the guy that's supposed to protect our nation and protect our border. He's, he gave himself an A. An A! Get that! I mean, 600,000 getaways are in our country now doing... Now, a lot of those people are good people, I'm sure. They're just literally seeking a good job. I get that. I get that. Let's say 599,000 of them are just good folks. Just, just want to reunite with their family or they want to get a good job. Of course, America's where people want to go. I mean, this is why I don't get the whole critical race theory thing and destroy, you know, America's bad and evil and awful and racist. And, oh, it's the worst nation in the planet. Why does everybody want to come here? You know, if we're such a bad country, why are people trying to get in instead of trying to get out? And why are the people that complain about America still here? If it's so bad, there's some other places you can go if they're so much better. But the point here is that all these people are trying to get in and not just trying, they're getting in illegally. So even if 599 of the 600,000 getaways are good folks. What's that leave? A, you tell a thousand that could potentially be well, not potentially. I virtually guarantee you, there are terrorists that are a part of that and that are setting up cells in America. There's no question that that is happening. Uh, in fact, ten thousand that we know that came across were criminal, illegal aliens that did some pretty horrific things, and yet how many of those were not caught and that we don't know about? And he's going to give himself an A. He said, I give myself an A for effort. Are you kidding me? What this is, folks, this is, you're, you know, we've all kind of experienced this. If you've ever coached Little League or been involved in kids sports in the last 25, 30 years, this is, Mayorkas is literally a nation-destroying result of giving first-place trophies to every team, of giving participation trophies to everybody. This guy is going to pin a blue, you know, A for effort, ribbon on himself, even though he has allowed 600,000 getaways to get into our nation illegally in just not even quite a year yet, in less than a year of him being on the job. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Folks, stop giving trophies to everybody. We need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say this and get hate mail for it. You need to be harder on your kids. You need to be tougher on your kids. We need to raise up young people that understand what it's like to overcome, that understand what it's like to lose. Yes, to lose. I have learned far more from my failures in life and losing than I did from winning. It was what I learned from the losses and coming in last place that drove me and made me want to learn and get better to then get to first place and earn it. All right. I just had to throw that out there because I just couldn't help but laugh at this A for effort for the greatest failure of any presidential administration in history. The border is a disaster. In fact, the former commissioner 
that actually oversaw uh, the Border Patrol. Uh, that's actually w- w- where I saw this article. It's actually on uh, the Epic Times. Uh, former border commissioner says we have lost control of the southwest border. Uh, and he goes to and talks about how bad it is. I don't want to depress you. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. And uh, this administration gives them a, themselves an A for effort. It's just it's just it's co- it would be comical if it didn't mean loss of life. All the women that are sexually, you know, uh, um, assaulted um, and coming over. I mean, all the evil stuff that's happening as a result of this. Just what a shame. What a shame. Elections or lack of elections have consequences, folks. It matters. It matters who's in public office. It matters who is in the White House. Okay, I will stop pontificating about that and let's go to the phones. Uh, Let's see. I think we've got, uh, is it Timothy Uh, from Oklahoma on line one? Oklahoma calling in, as I've said before here on this program. That's just North Texas, folks. Actually, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma legislature is doing a phenomenal job. And Kevin Stitt, by the way, your governor there in Oklahoma, thank you for taking on uh, the Department of Defense and this whole forced vaccination of our military veterans and our military uh, uh, members and kicking them out if they won't get the jab. Navy SEALs getting kicked out. The healthiest people on the planet, toughest guys on the planet. I don't think they need the jab. Anyway, all right, Timothy, you with us? Yes, sir, I am. All right. What's your comment or question today? Well, first of all, uh, I'd like to thank all the the military servicemen, the Navy, the Air Force, and the the Marines, and all those who take their time and and their sacrifice for our country so that I can have a, a, a free a free way here in America. I was born Amen. in 1995, and I didn't understand much growing up. I got saved five years ago. My comment was regarding uh, whenever you speak out about, you know, ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Uh, I received, I got the COVID virus uh, last year, and it hospitalized me. And uh, a couple of others from our church got that too. Uh, the reason, the reason why they don't want you to talk about these things. It's, it, it goes deeper than just their political party. The scripture talks about how the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not so that they will not see the light of the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said in one, I'm going to be fast. Paul said in one place, he said, I'm a prisoner in bonds because of Christ, but the gospel is not bound. That's why God can use a man like Joe Rogan you know, I don't, I don't know if he's saved and from what, how he curses and all that and his lifestyle. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. All right. But what I do know is that the word of God is not bound. His word will come to pass. It says he watches over his work to perform it, and it will not return unto him void. So you can live a holy life. You can walk and be an overcomer. You don't have to be afraid of the things that are going by night or the, the arrows that are flying by day. You can stand strong and trust in Christ. Hebrews 11 talks about the people of faith, that they overcame by faith, like Abraham and Moses. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is trusting in what you cannot see to be true by the evidence that is presented. That's what I have to say. That's good, brother. That's good. So many good things. I don't know which one to respond to. I mean, first of all, just in terms of uh, thanking our members of the military, there's no doubt, man, that uh, without them, we don't experience any of these freedoms. And that's why I get so passionate uh, um, uh, uh, and riled up over the fact that we're going to kick these guys and gals out of the military over this vaccine that uh, doesn't work. It's not, you know, it's, I mean, it works for some people to some level, but nothing like what we were promised. It's not safe. It's not effective. It's they've lied to us from the beginning about all of that. And, 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 and you've got a, you know, a gal in the military that's pregnant 
and saying, wait a minute, I'm looking at all of the miscarriages and all of the horrible stats that's coming from, out of this thing. So I, I'm not I'm not in a high risk category. So uh, to the virus, but I would be in a high risk category to the vaccine. So I'm going to make a calculated decision here and we're going to throw her out when she was willing to serve our nation. Uh, you got these Navy SEALs that go into horrific, the worst scenarios we could possibly imagine and and put their lives on the lines uh, on the line to protect us. And we're going to kick them out. We're going to take away their purpose, the thing God designed them for. That great uh, psalm that talks about my fingers were made, you know, you designed my fingers to fight. To, uh, uh, you know, I mean, those are the people we're going to kick out over not getting the jab. It's unbelievable. It's an insult. It's wrong. Um, so I'm with you, Timothy, on, on that first comment for sure. And everything else you said, uh, absolutely spot on. And I would just close out what you said with, you know, that's why he says not to fear, not to be afraid over and over and over again in the Bible over 300 times. Do not be afraid. It's not even it's not even a, uh, you know, an encouragement to not be afraid. It's a command to not be afraid. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. Joshua one and nine. So I, I love everything you said, Timothy. Great call. Appreciate you. Uh, and uh, and um, Boomer Sooner. You're probably not even a Sooner, but I'm going to say it anyway since you're in Oklahoma. All right. Amos in Ohio. Amos, are you with us? Sir, yes, sir. Thank you for being here for us today so we didn't have another rerun. Hey, no problem. Good to be with you, man. What's your question or comment today? With your comments on the therapeutics, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and I guess if you don't want to get thrown off Facebook, you have to, to use a comic book character's name and call it Hydroxy Harley Quinn. But, <laughs> That's right. Uh, with, with that being uh downgraded or denigrated to the point that it have i'm wondering if when all the truth comes to light if this doesn't go down as a bigger governmental health care crime than the tuskegee syphilis experiment oh i think so i i, I think so amos i i think it is the not just the crime of the century this is the crime the biggest crime in american history maybe even world history non-military you know uh, uh type situation um, it, it, because of the the massive loss of life, the pain, the, the 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 things that have have been caused by these lies are just so over the top. And and it's interesting you 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 raise the 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 experiments. Um, I was thinking even as the Supreme Court hearing was taking place on Friday, <clears throat> you know the it, it wasn't talked about in in the hearings, but all of these COVID policies over the last year and a half, uh, all all of the courts that have touched this at all. Um, all the politicians, they all cite this this Jacobson v. Massachusetts case from 1905 um, that that they miss they 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 misuse it. Uh, they don't read the whole thing. The last two paragraphs very much talk about exemptions and exceptions and all that kind of stuff. And it was a local mandate, not a federal mandate. And it was smallpox, which is you know about 300 times more deadly than what we're dealing with right now. A lot of things that they don't want to discuss, but. It led to in that case and the Supreme Court saying, yes, you could mandate a vaccine in this in this extreme scenario that led to the Buck v. Bell case later where we actually sanctioned. We actually said in the United States of America, it was OK for the government to force you to be sterilized and to make the decision on whether or not you could have children, as they said, because there were, quote, too many generations of imbeciles already. Uh, just evil, evil stuff that happened right here in the United States of America. Why? Because government was allowed to make the decisions for the individual and control them and control their health care. And that's we're in the same vein. We're in the same lane here. It's why many of us that are constitutionalists have said from the beginning, this is wrong. This is not government's role. The United States Constitution does not allow the federal government 
to have a say in your health care. It absolutely does not allow for any kind of a mandate, whether it's a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. And the worst part of those Supreme Court hearings last week, I mean, it was a lot that was bad. It was an awful, it was embarrassing to hear actual United States Supreme Court justices display their ignorance. And, and I don't mean that as an insult to their intelligence. I mean that as an insult to their laziness and their unwillingness to study. Ignorance is curable. I'm ignorant about a lot of things. So ignorance is just not knowing. You don't have the information. And you had Supreme Court justices. This is so embarrassing. Supreme Court justices say that 100,000 children were in hospitals for COVID right now um, on ventilators uh, 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 that, that 750,000 more people would get COVID if they allowed for one day delay in Joe Biden's mandates uh, for the vaccination. I mean, just on and on and on, just totally false lie. I mean, absolute lies from the United States Supreme Court and most of it not even challenged during the hearing. It was challenged afterwards by conservative media and even the CDC had to come out and correct some of the over, over the top statements. Um, it, it used to be, you're going to go into the law. You got to have deductive reasoning, analytical reasoning, logical reasoning. Yeah, that's what the LSAT's all about. If you can't pass the LSAT, you know, and show that you got those things, you don't get into law school. You get a rejection letter. Apparently, these Supreme Court justices didn't have that problem. And you know, if you're going to be appointed by Clinton or Obama, which these three that said these things were, uh, not having reason and logic is a skill. <laughs> it's, it's actually going to get you on the United States. Supreme Court. So it was an absolute embarrassment. I'm sorry to go off on that tangent, Amos, but I, I think you hit on a very important point there. And those things happen when you allow government to get out of its proper lane, its God-given lane, its biblical lane, and get into the lane where the individual and the church and the family should be making those, those medical decisions for that individual and not government. It's not government's place. I'm not saying there's no government role when you have a pandemic. That's not what I'm saying. Don't mishear me. There is a proper role for the government when you have a pandemic that rises to the level of an Ebola or a smallpox where 30 to 50 percent of the people that get it die. That's the, the, you, you need some government intervention at that point. And there's proper things to do and still some things that would be an overreaction and, and too much. But it's not a role for the federal government. And no one at the Supreme Court made that statement. No one said, I mean, in fact, one of these justices said, I don't understand why if the states can do this, then why can't the federal government? Well, I'll tell you why. It's called the Constitution. It's called the Tenth Amendment. It's called enumerated powers. Federal government can only do what the Constitution says it can do. And very specifically in the Tenth Amendment, it says everything else is left to the states and the people. And the United States Supreme Court justice doesn't know this. Folks, that's how bad it is. All right, we'll be right back. Stay with us. If you'd like to call in, 888-589-8840. You're listening to AFA at the floor. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White. Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. Hannah's Heart helps couples process infertility and miscarriage through a biblical lens. 
Join us Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. Find the podcast at AFR.net. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 or more per month with MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. You get access to a massive network of providers and 24-7 telehealth. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years. And it's more than just affordable health care, too. You get to be part of a community of Christians who pray for each other and support each other. But here's why now is the time to make the switch. Join before January 15th, and they'll waive your new member fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. Call now. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is January 15th, so you can save even more. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This time of year, many people make resolutions, but unfortunately, they just don't stick. Franklin Graham. Let me tell you about a decision that you can make today that can change your life, not just for this year, but for eternity. You see, God gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to take our sins. And He died on a cross and He shed His blood for our sins. And He was buried, and on the third day, God raised Him to life. If you're willing to trust Jesus, He will change your life, not just for this year, but for eternity. Just pray this prayer with me. Just say, God, I've sinned. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I believe that Jesus is your son. I want to trust him as my savior. And I'm willing to follow him as my Lord from this day forward forever. Amen. Someone is ready to talk with you right now about a relationship with Jesus Christ or simply pray with you. Call 888-388-2683. That's 888-388-2683. God bless you and a happy new year to each and every one. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green filling in for Walker Wildman today. You can learn more at PatriotAcademy.com if you'd like to take one of our Constitution classes. Or if you're a young person out there, 16 to 25 years old, we would love to have you attend a Patriot Academy Capital Boot Camp. That's a week with me at a state capital somewhere in the country where we go in and you live the life of a legislator and learn some good biblical worldview and constitutional jurisdictions and all that good stuff and also get to meet some other great young people from across the nation. That's uh, All of that information is at our website, patriotacademy.com, so check that out. Going back to the phone lines, and by the way, I forgot to mention on the Mayorkas story, You know, we should all follow Romans where it talks about not thinking more highly of yourself than you ought, but to think soberly. Now, that doesn't mean that you tear yourself down and you say, I'm no good at anything. It means think soberly about the gifts that God's given you and how he's using you and what are the things that you can do. Not to think more highly than you should, but it also means don't just think of yourself as nothing either because of what Christ has done in you and equipped you with. You are able to be used by him. And uh, so anyway, I think Mayorkas may be thinking a little more highly of himself than he ought. But, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll move on. OK, Clifford, we're headed out to Kentucky. Clifford in Kentucky. How you doing, man? What's on your mind today? Good afternoon. I'm doing great. I hope you are, too. Yes, sir. The, uh, con- the conspiracy people like to, or like to say a theory. Well, it's not really a theory. The uh, c- China is not our friend. They'd like to take us down along with a lot of people in our own government. But to get to my point, and I know it's maybe off topic, but 
the uh, Olympics, what better place would be to get a ethnic blood DNA and all the sequencing things that they would need to f- create new viruses to send back home with them to create more havoc and death and mayhem in uh, China. Well, so you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and Clifford, the thing is, I mean, why would we reward China at all, right? Like, I mean, even if this decision to host there obviously is years years ago because they planned so far ahead. I mean, every nation that was devastated by this should boycott and say, we're not going to come spend money in your country. We're not going to come spend time in your country after what you did to the entire world with this virus. Um, yeah. So, um, I, but, but you're right. I mean, believe me, China is, uh, is not our friend. And, and, and I mean, people just need to be eyes wide open about that. It's, it's, it's kind of like when Ronald Reagan said uh, back in, uh, what was it? 81 when he gave that, that, that speech and called, you know, the Soviet union, an evil empire. Oh my goodness. Everybody freaked out. Oh, you're using mean language. How dare you? And uh, it needed to be said, it needed to be done. The state department was, you know, wimpy and, and he was trying to wake everybody up and say, these people are doing evil things because the communist mindset is evil. That's why the whole critical race theory is evil. It's a communist idea and it's been brought to America. It's happening in our schools. We're teaching these communist Marxist divisive things. Um, So yeah, you're, you know, Clifford, you're, you should be thinking about what's the worst thing China would do if they thought it was going to make, allow them to dominate the world, which is what they truly want. What, what, how could they use these Olympics to do it? I don't think you're crazy for, for thinking those things. Um, I, 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 Kind of makes me think of though um, the so I was saying earlier if you don't have the opposition if you don't have the uh, you know free speech if you don't have the robust debate you're not able to to get ideas out out there and, and get and find that truth and I forgot to mention that some of the good news that's happening the CDC itself is finally admitting what all of us knew two years ago and talked about two years ago they're finally admitting the people dying from COVID have three to four comorbidities. Walensky even said four comorbidities uh, the other day. Even in 2020, we knew you had at least up to three comorbidities if you were going to die from COVID for the vast, vast majority of those that that did die. Um, They're finally admitting that half of those in the hospital that are claimed to be COVID are not there for COVID. Somebody broke their arm and went to the hospital and they test everyone going into the hospital. And if you happen to have COVID, didn't even know it because you were asymptomatic and, and Omicron is so wimpy, uh, then 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 they count you as being in the hospital for COVID. So the CDC itself is even admitting, she said 40%, New Jersey's showing 50%, other places are showing higher than 50% are being labeled as COVID who are not in the hospital for COVID. It's all part of the scare tactics. And then one other truth piece that's really, really helping as that truth comes out, um, even the CDC is admitting the vaccines no longer keep you from getting COVID and they do not prevent transmission. So, I mean, as long as that truth comes out, people can deduce and use that deductive reasoning that the Supreme Court apparently didn't have the other day uh, to say, wait a minute, well, then why get it? If Omicron's mild, and, and it's your, your vaccine's not going to keep me from getting it, and it's not going to keep me from spraying it, what is the benefit other than Pfizer making another $30 billion this year? Okay, next call, also from Kentucky. Frank, how you doing, man? Are you are you out there, and, and what's your thought for today? Hello there. I was just calling to ask you a question. You bet. Everybody talks about that, uh, I don't know what you call it, that's, that's, it's not a shot. It's a pill, I guess it is. But nobody, nobody tells me where to get it. They always talk about it. I didn't totally understand that, Frank. Are you asking where to get ivermectin? Yeah. I'll give you a website. Sevencells.com. 
sevencells.com. I don't make anything on this. They don't even know that I'm recommending them. But that's the one that I send people to and, and have heard good things about how quickly they respond and quickly they get it to you. Um, so that's what I would recommend there, uh, Frank. Sevencells.com. Sevencells.com, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, everybody always talks about it. They talk about it and talk about it. Where do you get it at, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's if your if your physician won't won't recommend. It. I mean, some doctors are, are 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 prescribing it, and that's great. And I, I wish more and more of them would. It's it's shameful the medical boards and the and the efforts that have gone into uh, preventing doctors from recommending it or prescribing it, literally threatening their licenses. I mean, it's been really really ugly out there, folks. It's been a concentrated effort, and you know, I I wouldn't have said this two years ago, but now I'm looking at the facts and. It's follow the money. I mean, it is. there is no doubt in my mind at this point, this concentrated effort, anybody that creates, quote, vaccine hesitancy. And so if you recommend a treatment that works, that creates vaccine he hesitancy, supposedly. You are banished. You are kicked out. You will lose your medical, all the things that they're doing. It's just been it's just been crazy. So, yeah, you might have to you might not be able to get your doctor to do it. So you got to go to seven cells. Dot com if you want it. I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just telling you that's a website where you can get ivermectin. Hannah in Ohio, going back to Ohio. Hannah, how you doing? What's your question or comment today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so you actually just touched on the topic as to why I was calling. He had previous caller was talking about ivermectin, and you said follow the money. And it's the NIH who are putting these protocols in this hospital that's saying you have to use remdesivir. This is what you have to use. We're not approving anything else, which even remdesivir isn't approved. Remdesivir was used once, and that was to treat Ebola, and they had to quit the trials within three days in because of the long-term damage that it was causing to their, I'm going to say subjects. I'm not going to say patients, subjects, because they were lab rats pretty much. Um, but if you follow the money behind remdesivir, remdesivir is made by a company called Gilead. Now, Gilead, um, they're the producers of it. The NIH has a COVID board team. I think it's made up of like 10, 10 people on it. Eight out of the 10 people have financial ties to Gilead. So meaning they have stocks in Gilead. So every dose of remdesivir that's being administered, hospitals are getting a $5,000 kickback from it. And it's causing like multi-system organ failure. Like it's, it's terrible stuff. And once the truth comes out, which God says in the Bible that nothing done in dark shall not come to light, so everything's going to come to light, we're going to see that th more people died from the treatment for COVID than actual COVID. Yeah, I don't disagree I with mean, that. I, I, I think the data will show that. And, and you just named one of the culprits, you know, and it's it's 3000 bucks. Uh, they're making all kinds of money on it, and uh, it's not been proven uh, to be, you know, any help compared to these other treatments that are incredibly cheap. The thing about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine is they've been around for decades and decades and billions of doses, and and not as some people say as just horse medicine. Um, it's been used to treat humans for uh, decades and decades. So, um, but you're right. I mean, it, I I I think Trump touched on it when he said, you know, the cure can't be worse than the disease. And it has become way worse. And absolutely more people will have died from the government decisions 
and from these, you know, supposed solutions, whether it's the vaccine that's killed, according to VAERS, at least 20,000 people. And Dr. McCullough, who's a much smarter guy than I am and knows this stuff really well, says you can factor that by at least five to get a more accurate number of, of what's actually uh, been the result. So 100,000 have died. Far more, even even according to VAERS, just the raw numbers in VAERS, far more than all other vaccines combined, um, both in deaths and, and negative reactions and all those things. And, in, and, you know, most people don't report. A lot of the hospitals and doctors will not report to VAERS. And a lot of people, uh, if it happens more than a couple of days after the, the jab, they don't they don't even know. So, you know, it's it's a shame. I mean, you take something that um, has done so much good in the world, meaning vaccines themselves, and you manipulate it in this way and you and you use it um, with with greed and selfishness um, and it becomes a pariah. It becomes a negative and, and, and a scourge. Um, and that's exactly uh, what they've done. It's uh, it's bad, bad stuff. So you give just Hannah one example there. Uh, and there's so many when you combine it all. I think you're right at the end of the day. Uh, we'll find that COVID didn't kill near as many as uh, government and big pharma did because of their dishonesty. And and there's nothing wrong with making a drug or a vaccine that's going to treat an illness and trying to market that to the that, that's fine. That's great. I used to defend big pharma for being able to do that. What's wrong is when you lie about your studies, you lie about the negative reactions and you lie about the treatments that are out there in order to manipulate the process and dominate the market. And then you have government paying for everything, which government shouldn't have paid for any of, of this stuff at the federal level. And that's why you get the disaster. It's, it's all based on not keeping first principles, not keeping founding principles at the forefront. You know, I started the program today talking about a founding principle called free speech. There's also a founding principle called limited government, proper jurisdictions, enumerated powers. And if government stays in its lane and doesn't get over here into medicine and doing the things it shouldn't be doing, then it's a blessing to us. But when it gets outside of its jurisdiction, it becomes a curse without a doubt. William, back to Oklahoma for William. Go ahead, William. What's your comment or question today? Yeah, thanks for calling. I, I think this is a godsend about the uh, discrediting Dr. Fauci and the uh, intent to spare the other doctors right at yeah. the time when Biden is trying to pass this mandate. That should be, I hope they don't drop the ball. This is, you know, if you depend on and just praying God, he, he delivers it this in time. That should be no excuse for them making people take these deals that we found out that don't really work. Like I said before, the cure is worse uh, than the disease. And also, it wasn't not only uh, lack of freedom of speech, it was also no freedom of the press. When they tell you we only pick people who answer a certain question that we want, if yep. you're going to ask this question. And, you know, uh, Trump never did that. He took it, you know, as it came. They would dig right. So uh, that's all I wanted to say. No, oh, it's good. Oh, so many good points, William. And, and and one of the things I loved about Trump was he would call on the people that he knew were going to ask the toughest questions, that were going to be rude to him, that were going to say bad things. I mean, I love that. So that's kind of that free speech thing. He's basically saying, make me better. Come on, throw me in that briar patch. Go ahead. You ask that question. The toughest question you've got, you say the worst thing about me, I'm just going to get better at responding to it. I love that about Trump. And, and, and when someone's not willing to, you know, to, to have that conversation and not willing to call on the people that are going to challenge them. What does that tell you? It tells you they're not confident in what they're saying or they're lying about what they're saying. They don't want to be challenged. And that's happened all the way through. And William, you tied it all together perfectly in terms of this timing and when it's happening. The challenge is 
that the Supreme Court didn't even discuss those things. The attorneys that argued these cases last Friday totally dropped the ball and didn't raise any of those things that you just mentioned, didn't raise how weak Omicron is and how unneeded uh, these vaccines are at this point. And everybody still acted like the sky was falling and everybody was going to die. And, you know, Justice Kagan basically said that if you don't do all this, you're going to go kill all these Medicaid and Medicare patients. I mean, it was just ugly. It was it was bad. OK, uh, Michael, I'm going to go back down that rabbit hole again. Michael from Arkansas. Go hogs. Go, Michael. What's your question or comment today? Hey, um, I personally think that everyone in public office should have be required to take a civics test and they flunk it. They can't even run. And they need to go back to what Benjamin Franklin said. If you trade your security for freedom, you deserve neither. Yeah, man, that that's and that's what's happening to us. Right. We're we're so afraid as a nation that we're trading our freedom to hopefully get security. And it's not even real security. It's a false sense of security. It's a, it's a, it's a facade. It's a mirage. And ultimately you definitely lose both. That is such a good way to close the program out today, Michael. I, 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 I want to challenge people, get back to being the courageous, brave, adventurous American spirit that we had throughout our nation's history. As Ronald Reagan said, after the space shuttle Challenger exploded, he looked at the school children and he said, the future does not belong to the faint hearted. It belongs to the brave. And we've got to once again get that mindset that we are not snowflakes. We are not going to cower in fear when a virus comes around, especially one that's 99.9% survivable. But even if it was as bad as Ebola or smallpox, that we would not cower, that we would not give up our freedom, that we would live life. We would be smart. We're not being foolish, all of us from the beginning. I mean, we we made the right decisions and and and, and weighed those things and, 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 and balanced those things. So we've got to get back to that. I, that's why I tell my kids instead of when we when we uh, head different directions on different flights or whatever, I don't say be safe anymore. I say be dangerous, dangerous to the enemy, dangerous to apathy and an absolutely existential threat to tyranny. No snowflakes at the Alamo. No snowflakes at Lexington when that shot heard around the world was fired. No snowflakes storming the beaches of Normandy and Iwo Jima and other places. That's our DNA, folks. There weren't snowflakes charging into the Twin Towers to save lives when those buildings were on fire. That's our DNA. Let's find it. Let's remember what we did so we know who we are. And let's be those courageous Americans that our forefathers designed this nation to be. Thanks so much for listening today to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. You can check me out at PatriotAcademy.com. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.